0: Africa Rise and Shine Africa Zohra Africa Amuka Na Unai
1: 800 hours Central African time. It's the last hour of Africa Rise and Shine on Channel Africa. As we give you news from an African perspective, we are in Johannesburg in South Africa. You can find us on 15255 kHz on the 19-metre band if you're in West Africa. You can also find us on 802 on the DSTV audio bouquet. My name is Spumelele Zondi and I'm with N Musa Tabisoli, Huku and Figilele Let's take a look at the top stories. Voting gets underway in Kenya. South African president faces no confidence votes this afternoon. In economics, Botswana steps Swana to reopen its Damcha diamond mine. And in sports, Kenya's Faith Kibyagon wins gold at the championships. Here's El Musa with the news.
2: A very good morning to you. I'm Anne Musa. Polls have opened in Kenya in hotly contested presidential elections. Over 19 million eligible voters are casting their b- ballots in a tight wave between, race between rather between President Uhuru Kenyatta and his political rival Raila Odinga. There are six other presidential candidates, Sarah Kimani reports.
3: Polls opened at 6 a.m. across the country and are expected to close at 5 p.m. Tuesday. Voters will be casting ballots for a President, Member of Parliament. Senate, a Governor, a Woman Member of Parliament, as well as a Member of the County Assembly. There are 40,883 polling stations across the country. Half of the 19.6 million voters are aged 35 years and below. 5.2 million of those registered to vote will be voting for the first time. More than 150,000 security officers will man the polls.
2: Meanwhile, both incumbent and the main challenger in Kenya's elections will go back to their respective constituencies to cast their ballots. President Uhuru Kenyatta is seeking re-election while Raila Odinga is contesting for the fourth time. Sophie Mukwena has more. The day many have been waiting for is
4: finally here and the race for the State House will be concluded today. Uhuru Kenyatta, the current president, will cast his ballot in his birthplace of Katundu. Raila Odinga, the leader of the opposition coalition, has chosen long time constituency of Kibera. They are meeting each other for the second time and they both hope for victory. But it will be the voters who will
2: decide who becomes Kenya's fifth president. Tanzanian President John Makafuli has rejected calls from some of his supporters to extend his rule beyond the constitutional limit of two five-year terms. Makafuli, speaking at a public rally in the coastal Tanzanian town of Tanga, after a member of parliament from the ruling CCM party called for an extension of his rule to at least 20 years, said he will respect the constitution. He says he will play his part and pass on the leadership reins to the next president when the time comes. Several leaders, including Ugandan President Yoweri Museveni, Rwanda's Paul Kagame, and Burundi's Pierre Nkurunziza, have all changed or defied their constitutions to extend their rule. Seven South African opposition parties that address the media at Parliament are expected to hold an urgent meeting to discuss the procedure of voting during the motion of no confidence in President Jacob Zuma. They are the DA, EFF, IFP, UDM, ACDP, COPE and FF+. The parties addressed the media on National Assembly Speaker Bale Kambete's decision to allow for the use of a secret ballot in the motion of no-confidence vote in President Jacob Zuma. IFP Chief Wop Narendra Singh says they want to make sure the vote is totally secret.
5: We want to say that the work has only started... Because what's going to be very important for us, and we've already taken the decision as opposition parties and as chief whips, to write to the chief whip of the ANC to request an urgent meeting tomorrow morning, so that we can discuss procedure, exactly how the secret ballot is going to take place, because we know that it may be possible for certain uh, people to know who voted how if they work on certain procedures. So it's going to be very, very important for us to agree on procedure.
2: And finally, there's a window of opportunity for Libya to emerge from conflict and economic collapse, but a political agreement is vital. That's according to the newly appointed special representative for the country, Hassan Salami. He visited the capital, Tripoli, and spoke to journalists after meeting with Libyan leaders. United Nations spokesperson Stefan Dujewik.
0: He was optimistic that Libya could emerge from this crisis. However, he warned that it was very important and that every day without a political agreement had negative security, economic and social consequences for all Libyans.
2: And that's the New Zealands at 8.30 Central African Time.
0: Africa, rise and shine. Africa, Zorba. Africa, Amica na unai. We have good news for you. Join us for a new program on Mondays at 9 Central African Time. We have Shukumano, the African Labor Show for you. It takes the place of one-on-one and gives you an African view of the world of labor and unions on our continent. Channel Africa, the African perspective.
6: This is the African Labor Show.
1: It is 807 Central African time. Thank you very much for staying with Africa Rise and Shine right here on Channel Africa as we give you news from an African perspective. The decision has finally been announced and the vote of no confidence in South African President Jacob Zuma will be conducted by secret ballot. National Assembly Speaker Balaga Mbete made the announcement at a media briefing in Parliament yesterday. Mbete says she took into consideration the ruling of the Constitutional Court and that she had consulted with all relevant role players, including political parties and legal experts, before making her final decision. Joseph Musia reports. It
6: took Mbete more than six weeks to announce her decision. This had led to speculation that she might have been waiting for the last minute so that she could announce an open vote, thus giving opposition parties little time to react. These parties had already indicated that in such an eventuality they would go to court to demand a secret ballot. Parliament spokesperson Muroto Mutapo caused even more concern with this announcement. The
7: speaker will not be taking any questions. She will be presenting the decision she will just be presenting the decision uh, and uh, the decision that she is going to be presenting uh, we do not believe that it will require any further clarification
6: most members of the media were convinced at this stage that the reason was because the decision had been made not to allow a secret ballot before giving reasons for a decision better addressed calls for her not to be in the chair when the voting takes place as she is conflicted by also being the national chairperson of the ANC. She said these calls are misplaced.
8: At the outset, I wish to indicate that it is always important for societal actors, in particular political parties, to have confidence in our courts and in our parliament. I therefore find the public pronouncements and calls that the Speaker will act in a partisan manner, reprehensible and unpalatable for our democracy. I am elected by the Assembly to perform the role of Speaker and as long as that has not changed, I will not recuse myself.
6: Mbete took her time outlining the reasons for her eventual decision. The Constitutional Court ruling being one of the main considerations.
8: There is no constitutional obligation for a member to swear allegiance to his or her political party. Therefore, when I exercise this constitutional power, I understand and accept that I must be duly guided by the need to ensure that members exercise their oversight powers effectively. And it must be in the interest of the people and in obedience of the Constitution to enable effective accountability of and over the executive.
6: In the end, the speaker still had time to provide a light moment.
8: Having considered all the factors and mindful of the fact that this decision is not setting a precedent, I determined that voting on the motion of no confidence in the President on the 8th, August, 2017. (coughs) That cough comes at a strategic moment. (laughs) I therefore determine that voting on the motion of no confidence in the President on the 8th of August, 2017, will be by secret ballot
6: now opposition parties have to ponder the actual technicalities of the secret vote including whether the ballot papers are numbered and members vote alphabetically some have pointed out that this could allow parties to know which way their members voted i'm joseph musia in parliament
1: The majority of South African opposition parties in Parliament have described as a victory for the Constitution and South African National Assembly Speaker Bale decision to allow for a secret ballot in the motion of no confidence in President Jacob Zuma. Other parties believe that there's no significance in the fact that the motion will be debated on the eighth day of the eighth month and this being the eighth motion against Zuma. Lulama Magia reports.
4: ANC Chief Whip Jackson Mthembu is confident that this afternoon's motion of no confidence against President Jacob Zuma will fail even though the voting will be secret. He says they will still vote against the motion as they can't support the opposition's plan to collapse a democratically elected government.
6: We are still committed as the African National Congress to defeat that motion of the DA tomorrow. In the same way as we have defeated all the other seven motions uh, in this term of the fifth parliament, we will defeat this one because this motion is meant to fracture the ANC, is meant to weaken the ANC, but also is meant to collapse our government.
4: The opposition has hailed Mbete's decision, describing it as rational. DA leader Mosi Maimane believes the significance in the fact that it will be debated on the 8th day of the 8th month and the motion being the 8th after 7 previous
6: ones failed. But it is clear that we maintain that Jacob Zuma is unfit to hold the highest office in South Africa. want to urge all members tomorrow to say let us place the interests of the 58 million South Africans first tomorrow when we vote, and not subject them to the will of one person. And so thank you to all the members who are here and the work that has happened. And tomorrow, on the 8th of the 8th, in the 8th motion, we then continue to make sure that Zuma must be removed.
4: EFF leader Julius Malema says they will continue to lobby ANC members of parliament to vote in favor of the motion until the last minute.
6: We are talking to members of the ANC and we are not going to stop talking to members of the ANC until an announcement is made. The lobbying will end when they announce that Zuma is no longer the president. If Zuma wins, we are continuing to talk to members of the ANC until they get it right.
4: UDM leader Bandwo Lomisa hopes that the 400 members of parliament will put the country first and vote in favor of the motion.
0: We must also stress that the vote tomorrow is about saving South Africa from an irredeemably corrupt president. Finally, any member who is threatened either by his or her party or any other person is now covered both in terms of voting method and in law. It is time for public representatives. To be honest to their oath of office and South Africa irrespective of a political party one comes from
4: IFP chief Whip Narend Singh says they want an urgent meeting with Mtembu this morning to discuss the procedure of voting he says they want to make sure that the vote is a total secret
5: we want to say that the work has only started Because what's going to be very important for us, and we've already taken the decision as opposition parties and as chief whips to write to the chief whip of the ANC to request an urgent meeting tomorrow morning so that we can discuss procedure, exactly how the secret ballot is going to take place, because we know that it may be possible for certain uh, people to know who voted how if they work on certain procedures. So it's going to be very, very important for us to agree on procedure.
4: ACTP Leader Reverend Kenneth Meshwe, FF Plus Leader Dr. Peter Kronewald, as well as co Leader Musiwa Likota have also urged members of the governing party to support the motion.
6: We are delighted that
7: rationality has prevailed. We are delighted that people have an opportunity to see whether members of parliament all have consciences because those who will vote against The motion in support of the President will be saying to the public, our consciences are dead. Tomorrow the ANC
9: members have an opportunity to also prove to South Africa that they can also take rational decisions. And there is only one rational decision when it comes to the motion and that is to support the motion.
6: As far as we are concerned, this is groundbreaking. It places our democracy on a route in which they can never again in future be a doubt for any speaker as to what do you do when you have to defend members of the National Assembly, indeed even members of the Council of Provinces. Any speaker there must be loyal to the provisions of Section 58, which is what this decision of the speaker is.
4: These parties claim that the secret vote is not only for the protection of ANC members, but other parties which are divided and are threatened to vote in a particular way. Associate Professor in Public Law at UCT, Richard Callant, says Mbete had no choice but to allow a secret vote to protect her legacy.
9: She is perhaps pulling from the fire at the very last possible moment her own reputation and her legacy as Speaker, uh, which frankly is is not a, a proud legacy. Uh, because of the various conflicts of interest that have, uh, in my view, uh, prevented her from doing her duty until now.
4: The PAC has indicated that it will abstain from voting, while the APC has declined to publicly announce which way it will vote. The NFP members will meet today and take a decision on how they will vote. The motion requires 201 members to succeed. Lula Mama Jai in Parliament.
1: It is 8.18 Central African Time right here on Africa Rise and Shine on Channel Africa as we give you news from an African perspective. I am Spumele Lezondi. I'm with you until 900 hours Central African Time and I'm standing in for Lulu Kabu this morning. Now, Kenyans are voting in a general election headlined by a too-close-to-call battle between incumbent Uhuru Kenyatta and his rival, Raila Odinga. Tensions increased in the last days of the campaign with the murder of a top election official and opposition claims that one of its vote hailing centres was raided by police. Both incidents have heightened an atmosphere of conspiracy and suspicion, sparking fears of violence in East Africa's biggest economy. For more on this, we're now joined on the line from Mombasa in Kenya by our reporter Diana Wanyonyi. Um, hello, Diana. Can you just tell us about where you are and what's happening there at the moment?
10: Yes. Hello. Uh, I'm Mombasa. I'm, uh, at the uh at a place known as uh, Wanjo-Wambuzi, where now the governor who is now in power, uh, Honorable Hassan Joho, is voting now.
1: Mm, And uh, uh, what's the mood like there? You are saying that the governor um, is voting at the moment. Did he address the people before he voted? What's the mood like?
10: Yes, uh, everything is calm. There's a lot of security. People are happy that they are voting, and also for the first time, according to the people that I was spoken with, uh, is that uh, many many people have come out to vote in large numbers, including women with children, um, people, the old. So everything is okay. The security, I'm seeing contingent of police over here, and uh, also there's law and order. There's nothing like interruption or maybe stampede of the sort. No. But uh, according to some of the voters that I've already spoken with, is that uh, the polling station, which was supposed to be opened at around 6 a.m. in the morning, was opened a bit late, at around 6, uh, 6, 6.30 a.m. in the morning. But now everything is okay. Officials are here. So there is no attention.
1: Mm. um and we do know that in the area There um had been fears um in the past of um possible terror attacks um are there, are those fears there at the moment or what's going on
11: uh yes 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 yes
10: yes um according to according to the the regional uh, county commissioner Mr. Nelson Marwa he said that still the areas of Lamo and Boni um in River they still have curfew because of the Al-Shabaab attack and they're not planning to lift the curfew any time soon <laughs> so but people are still people will be voting as usual but still when uh, it reaches 6am uh, in the morning they have to go vote but by 630 they have to be indoors because of the don to dusk curfew
1: And Diana, we know you have to go because the governor is voting there at the moment. Um, We will be checking up with you later in the day. We'll let you go now. Thank you for joining us.
10: Okay. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. All right. The time is 8.21 Central African time. You are still listening to... Africa, rise and shine. My name is pomela Staying in Kenya, two former African presidents have called on Kenyans to put the love of the country first when they go to the polls today as they've started voting. Tawampegi of South Africa and Ghana's John Mahama have told Kenyans to keep the peace during and after polls, reminding them that no candidate is worth shedding blood for. Kenya goes to the polls today amid fears of post-election violence. Sarah Kimani reports. On this one,
3: high-level delegations of international observers have trooped into East Africa's biggest economy, often referred to as a beacon of peace, to ensure that that peace holds. Former South African President Tabombeki, who is leading the African Union election observer mission to Kenya, said the success of Tuesday's polls will have a ripple effect across Africa.
0: Uh, There isn't
7: anybody, there isn't anybody at all that we've come across who has indicated otherwise other than let us have free, fair, transparent elections and therefore peace in Kenya. Everybody has said this.
3: The leaders are united in their call for peace during and after the hotly contested elections. John Mahama is a former president of Ghana. He lost last year's general election to his bitter rival, Nana Akufo Adu. He's in Kenya, heading the Commonwealth elections observer mission to Kenya.
7: What we should remember is that candidates will come and go, but the Kenyan people and the Kenyan nation will remain and so if it is the wish of a candidate to serve the people of Kenya then you should not shed Kenyan blood to become uh, a servant of the nation and um, what I'll say is the enemy of the Kenyan people is is poverty it's not a Kikuyu or a Kalenjin or a Luo or a Kamba the nation must rise up to the occasion voters must not allow themselves to be used for violence and all of them must take an interest in ensuring that the election is transparent, free, and fair, and that at the end of the day, the will of the Kenyan people is expressed.
3: 19.6 million Kenyans are registered to vote. Former U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry, who is heading the U.S.-based Qatar Center.
9: In the end, uh, it is up to Kenyans to make this choice, and it is up to the people of Kenya and the leadership here to provide the atmosphere within which this is a peaceful uh, election and we all will do our part to observe uh, and to try to give confidence to people about it. But the
3: judiciary will be key in resolving any electoral petitions. David Maraga is the Chief Justice of Kenya.
12: <clears throat> the judiciary is ready to deal with any disputes that may arise from the elections. We have dealt and cleared those ones which were before elections and, and, and we are ready to deal with those ones which will come.
7: If there's anybody who has any dispute, any, any query about the outcome of the elections, let us go to the judiciary to sort this thing out. The machinery is there, it's ready at all its various levels, ready to act within the time lim- limits that are set in the law. And it really was very, very encouraging to listen to the Chief Justice explaining in detail to us what machinery there is. is as, as I'm saying, I'm required by law to be able to respond to any queries.
3: Meanwhile, Kenya's Acting Interior Minister, Dr. Fred Matiangi, says security officers will be stationed in all 40,000 polling stations.
7: Better training as it was, and therefore the country is better policed than it was in the past, as, as, as it was. Uh, we have better trained officers than we had in the past, and we have better assets than we did in the past, so that we are able to respond better uh, than we did.
3: Sarah Kimani, Kenya.
1: Leader of Zimbabwe's main opposition party movement for democratic change, Moken Changarai, has condemned the attack on his deputy Togo Zane by suspected party youths. Barely a day after seven opposition political parties endorsed Moken Changarai to lead the MDC alliance, Kupe was attacked at the party offices in Bulawayo. Whilst some Zimbabweans believe Kupe could have been attacked because of her reservations over the MDC alliance, human rights bodies have strongly condemned the violence in the opposition. Simon Muchema reports from Harare.
12: Movement for Democratic Change MDC, Vice President Tokozani Kupe, who was conspicuously absent in Harare Saturday during the launch of an MDC alliance, received some beating at a office in Bulawayo a day later. The MDC Alliance is a new campaign vehicle by the opposition in which seven political parties accented to the agreement endorsing Morgan Changrai as the sole candidate against President Robert Mugabe. The mood on Saturday during the signing was electric although questions were asked why Kupe and National Chairman Love Momoyo were absent. However, before the answers... ...could be given. A group of suspected MDC youths are alleged to have driven from Harare... ...and bashed Kupe, Moyo and their aides during a meeting in Bulawayo. During a media briefing in Harare Monday, Changrai condemned the attack of his deputy.
7: There is no space for violence in the MDCT. The MDCT is a social democratic party whose values include equality, solidarity and the respect for human rights. As such, I unreservedly condemn the violence that happened yesterday, the 6th of August 2017 in Bulawayo, where a group of thugs violently disrupted a meeting at our Bulawayo offices. As the president of the party, I condemn in the strongest terms these callous acts of violence committed by these people.
12: Changrai added... Kupe's dignity as a woman and mother was undermined.
7: Our Vice President, Honorable Tokozani Kupe, together with other members of the national leadership, were manhandled by these thugs resulting in the Vice President having to seek medical attention. Her position as party's Vice President, her dignity and her status as a woman, a mother and a role model to many young women was immensely undermined uh, in the process. This misguided behavior puts the name of the party and our beliefs into serious disrepute, both nationally and internationally.
12: The MDC leader promised investigations will be done and stated
7: a few individuals have already been arrested by the police. And as leader of the party, I regard this incident as a criminal act and that these thugs must face the full wrath of the law. I have since activated our only internal investigations and appropriate disciplinary measures will be taken against the perpetrators for anyone behind them.
12: Meanwhile, the veteran opposition leader refused to divulge identities
7: of those arrested so far. Well, as far as the question of who have so far been apprehended, uh, that is still work in progress. Uh, investigations are continuing, and I'm sure that the police will come out with a list. And that those people will face their day in court, uh, I can't reveal except to say that uh, I have some information as to some people who have been arrested, but not in full details as to who. Uh.
12: While East Changrai appeared worried about the attacks in Bulawayo, his fellow party leaders were busy condoning the barbaric acts on social media. MDC's Deputy Treasurer-General Charlton Wende justified the bashing of Kupe, Love Momoyo, and Abed Niko Bebe, alleging their meeting in Mulawayo was not sanctioned. Changrai promised to deal with such elements in his party.
7: If a leader of a party which is committed to those values acts against those values, he, he equally must face the same danger There is no value for the young people, there is no value for old people, there is no value for standing committee members or national leadership. Everyone is accountable to the values of the party. And so Charlton they will face uh, the same danger like everyone else. In Harare, Zimbabwe, this
12: is Simon Muchemwa.
1: 8.30 Central African time, you are still listening to Africa Rise and Shine and Musa is here with the news headlines.
2: Very good morning to you. I'm Anne Musan. The headlines, hundreds of Kenyans join the early morning voting queues in Mutomo, in the rural village of Kenya, where the current president is expected to cast his ballot. Tanzanian President John Makafuli rejects calls from some of his supporters to extend his rule beyond the constitutional limit of two five-year terms. And authorities in the Democratic Republic of Congo say at least 14 people have been killed in clashes between police and suspected members of a religious sect that was behind a recent prison break. Those are the stories making headlines.
1: Thank you very much. And you are still listening to Africa Rise and Shine right here on Channel Africa as we give you news from an African perspective. I am Spo Zondi, and I'm in for Lulu Kabu this morning. Please send us your views about any of the information that you find here on Channel Africa. We are on Channel Africa One. You can also tell us about what's happening on your in your part of the African continent. Um right on that. Uh, Twitter handle, Channel Africa, and you can also find us on Rise Shine Africa. That's the program's Twitter handle that is Rise Shine Africa. Now, South Africa has woken up to a number of protests countrywide in connection to the vote of no confidence against President Jacob Zuma. Parliamentary Speaker Balegambete announced yesterday that the vote will be conducted in secret after long calls out of a secret ballot. For more on this, we're now joined on the line by Dominic Msibi, who is the portfolio director for for social services at the organization, undoing attacks, abuse, or out. Hello, Dominique.
11: Good morning, Primaida. How are you?
1: I'm all right. Now, Dominique, um, why are you marching? Are you not happy about the um, a secret ballot?
11: Um, We are extremely happy about the secret ballot. Um, however, whether it was going to be secret or not, we were going to march. We are marching to Parliament to mobilize the country to be behind um, the secret ballot now that we know that that has been passed, and um, to also urge the ministers to vote with their consciences, irrespective of what um, the consequences that have been communicated to them may be, to do it for the good of all South Africans.
1: Um, what if their consciences uh, result in um, President Jacob Zuma winning this um, this vote of no confidence again?
11: We go forward um, with other action. We can go forward with court action. We can go forward with any action that is open to us um, as an avenue to try and get um, President Zuma out. So if today does not end in success in terms of him being voted out, we're not going to be discouraged. We carry on, we fight on, we move on. Mm.
13: Uh,
1: so, Dominique, essentially the march is to call for ministers to remove President Jacob Zuma.
11: Yes, it is.
1: Mm. Um, and, Dominique, you're saying you're going to forge onwards um, if things don't go your way this afternoon. What would your next action be?
11: I would hate to spell it out um, at this point because it might be premature. But there are legal avenues that can be explored if this, if today does not go um, with the president being voted out.
1: Mm. Um, ANC's a- 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 um, chief whip in parliament, Jackson Tembo has said that um, this seems to be a move to remove a constitutionally um, elected uh, president. Uh, do you agree with that?
11: <laughs> it's very interesting how the constitution and the constitutionality of his appointment um, is brought up when things are what they are now and yet we have so much proof of his actions and the actions of his members of cabinet going against, flying straight in the face of our constitution. So I guess it depends on which side you stand on and what message you want to portray, but I would urge everyone to speak the truth irrespective of what they're trying to achieve.
1: Uh, Now tell us about your march. Uh, Where do you start? What time do you start? Where would you be moving from and to where?
11: We're in Cape Town right now. We are going to start the march at a parking lot called Statenbrach Parking Lot in downtown. And then we are going to move to Parliament um, so that when the proceedings start um, in Parliament we will be there. Um, And then we'll just stay there for the whole afternoon until... The outcome comes out in the early evening. And I can tell you now, I've just been driving towards the gathering point and people are out in numbers in the streets walking towards that um, gathering point. Bearing in mind that there will be two gathering points. The gathering point for point for, uh, for civil society and the opposition parties and a gathering point for pro-ZIMA um, marches because there will be those two.
1: Mm. Um, There are members of parliament who are probably still undecided on uh, which direction they're going to vote uh, this afternoon. Um, Do you have any message for them?
11: I have one message and one message only. If at this point, as an MP, you are undecided, think very hard during the course of the morning of the impact that Zuma's tenure has had on our country, think of your children. Think of your children's children because what is happening today to this country is not going to affect just ourselves who are fighting today, it's going to affect generations to come. So I implore you, vote with your consciences, do the right thing. Don't think about the consequences of you losing your job as an MP or whatever else that could possibly be negative. This is a bigger fight for South Africa. This is a cry for all South Africans to rise and redeem this country from Mr. Jacob Zuma's presidency.
1: Uh, um, All right. Thank you very much for joining us, Dominique.
11: It's only a
1: pleasure. Dominic Mb there is the portfolio director for social services at the organisation undoing tax abuse. That is outer. Um,
2: Hello and welcome to Channel Africa, the African perspective. We broadcast from Johannesburg in South Africa, and our main aim is to provide you with news, views, knowledge and entertainment. From Africa to Africans and listeners from around the world.
12: Reporting for Channel Africa in Harare, Zimbabwe, this is Simon
0: Muchema.
10: Reporting for Channel Africa, I am Diana Wanyonyi in Mombasa.
0: For Channel Africa, I am Kumbra Mnjorele in Johannesburg. Channel Africa, Kinshasa, Noel Bamweze.
6: Reporting for Channel Africa from
2: Zambia, I am Hilda Kekelwa. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective.
1: It is 8.38 Central African time. Now, new estimates by the World Health Organization, or WHO, have indicated that with the right joint actions against malaria, up to 10,000 lives could be saved in Nigeria's northeastern Borno states alone. According to the UN health body, more than 3 million people are in need of humanitarian assistance in this area and all are at risk for malaria following more than eight years of conflict. For more on this Elizabeth Litia spoke to Dr Pedro Alonso director of the World Health Organization's global malaria program
9: Well malaria is the number one killer by far in Borno state and in the all Boko Haram affected areas our estimates from WHO generated data in the emergency zone is that at least 50% of all cases, of all hospital attendances, and at least 50% of all deaths are actually malaria-related. So it is a huge problem.
13: Now, with more than 60% of health facilities only partially functioning, is this compounding the many challenges that you face tackling the disease?
9: Indeed, it is a major challenge. It uh, really compromises the efforts. A significant part, as you rightly said, of all health facilities are either destroyed or unstaffed and non-functioning. And what that effectively means is that several millions of people in that part of the country do not have access to any real form of medical care. And that is why we are needing to articulate what effectively are emergency measures to provide form of malaria prevention and care to those populations.
13: So, Dr. Alonso, what is the most effective way to reduce deaths in emergencies in fragile states, especially in relation to malaria?
9: Malaria is a disease that is, when quickly diagnosed, it is entirely curable. Our first aim is to facilitate access of the population, very prompt access to the population to diagnosis and treatment. This during emergency settings often is not possible, and that is the situation in Northeast Nigeria, that because of the population movement, because of the um, poor state of a lot of the health infrastructure, populations don't have access to that. Therefore, two key elements come into play. One is prevention through vector control measures, and this calls for what we call indoor residual spraying of insecticides and or the provision of insecticide-treated bed nets. This is a very effective method to kill the mosquito that uh, transmits malaria. However, often in the face of population movement, displaced populations staying in camps, that is often not that feasible. And therefore, our third approach, which is the one that we're implementing right now in Nigeria, is an extraordinary effort to the population most at risk. We know that at least 50% of all the deaths are in children less than five years of age, is to perform what we call mass strike administration campaigns. And that is, within a short period of time, all children in that high-risk age group of less than five years Receive a curative dose of an antimalarial, regardless of whether they are infected or not, whether they are sick or not. That antimalarial drug, what it does is it not only kills the parasites that the individuals may have, the children may have, but it also prevents them from getting infected over the next three or four weeks. And by repeating that massive exercise during the high transmission season, we estimate we could prevent up to 10,000 deaths taking place. So it's a mass drug administration, aiming to massively and very quickly reduce morbidity and mortality in the most vulnerable group, which carries the brunt of the disease.
13: With all the steps that you and your health sector partners are taking against the disease, do you know the full impact of your programs at this stage?
9: Well, it's very early, the first round has been performed. It was aiming to 1.1 million children. It has nearly reached 900,000 in the period of five days. This is a phenomenal accomplishment, but it is too early, so we can talk of the coverage. However, I think we can be very confident that by giving an effective antimalarial to those populations most at risk, and if we can repeat this operation over the next four months, or five months, we will have that impact. Uh, Biologically, if you give an effective antimalarial to the population at risk, you will be getting rid of the parasites and you will be preventing from them getting infected. And therefore, we can be quite certain there will be a very significant impact.
13: And how easy or difficult has it been to secure funds for your programs?
9: Well, one would always like to think or hope that things are easier, but we must say that up to now, the resources needed to perform these campaigns are being secured in time. Although always more resources are needed, but the international community up to now has been stepping up and providing the type of support required to perform these campaigns.
13: What will it take for this part of Nigeria to win the fight against this disease that is both preventable and curable?
9: Well, I think what we're talking of right now are the type of emergency response that aims to reduce disease and death now. In the face of massive famine, displaced populations, insecurity, areas of still strife, civil strife, and in some cases even war, Our aim right now, over the next few months, is let us save lives now, as many as we possibly can. Clearly, malaria will be there and will stay there for many, many years to come. And therefore, beyond this emergency response, We need to look at uh, the rebuilding of the health system, the restoration of peace, therefore the ability of populations to be adequately protected through vector control and if and when they get sick to be diagnosed and treated in a properly functioning health system. So there's a massive role of a need for a reconstruction effort for these populations and that will take years.
1: And that is Dr. Pedro Alonso, Director of the World Health Organization's Global Malaria Programme on the line from Geneva, speaking to Elizabeth Lideja. Africa, rise
0: and shine. Africa, zola. Africa, amika na unare.
1: It is now time for your economics. Yes, habisolehoko.
14: Good morning. The South African Rand is firmer on the back of the decision by the National Assembly Balagambete to allow for a secret ballot in a motion of a vote of no confidence in President Jacob Zuma. Tandigat Kuhwule looks at the economic implications.
3: The rand strengthened from 13.39 to 13.21 to the U.S. dollar last night and has held on to its gains this morning in early trade. This despite widespread metropolitan areas being engulfed in sporadic protest this morning. The Zuma administration has been accused of failing to address serious economic problems. Ratings agencies have revised South Africa's credit rating downwards and the country has slid into recession zuma's eight years at the helm of government have been characterized by rising unemployment plunging investor confidence a decline in real incomes and a continued concentration of wealth in the hands of a few tanda Kubule for sabc news
14: some analysts say markets would possibly react positively if south africa's president jacob zuma were to be removed national assembly speaker Balagambeta on monday announced a decision to approve the use of a secret ballot in voting in the motion of no confidence in Zuma. The RAND strengthened from 13.39 to 13.21 to the U.S. dollar. The motion will be debated in the National Assembly. Singa is from RAND Swiss.
7: I think uh, you know a lot of a lot of what we see here in South Africa uh, in terms of uh, the low growth environment has got to do with uh, business confidence that is uh, deteriorating you know the business confidence is at its lowest um, a lot of South African companies are not investing in South Africa they're taking money offshore and buy international companies because they're not confident in the local growth so I think if there could be maybe a change of leadership a change of regime maybe the confidence will come back here and we could see the market uh, getting positive about
14: that. Botswana's leading diamond mining company, Debswana, has confirmed it will reopen its Damsha mine west of Francistown at the beginning of next year. The company, which is jointly owned by the government of Botswana and Beers mining company, says that the decision to reopen the Damsha mine was guided by Global Demand Projections. Nigeria's Union Bank has sufficient cover for its 10.69 million US dollar loan to Telecoms Group Nine Mobile. The bank says it will focus on lending to agricultural and real estate businesses. Lenders have agreed to extend a 1.2 billion dollar loan, which Nine Mobile, formerly known as Etisalat Nigeria, took out four years ago, but struggled to repay due to a currency crisis and a recession in Nigeria. The US dollar trades at uh, 1332 in South Africa. It's at 1019 in Botswana and at 906 in Zambia. 0.76 to the British pound and 0.84 to the euro. Gold 1260 dollars Platinum $968 an ounce. A brand to crude oil is at uh, $52.13 a barrel. Channel Africa.
1: Thanks, Sabi. So, is in studio now with your sports news.
0: Stories making headlines in our sports update. It's news from London, the World Championship. It was a productive day for South African team on day four of the IAAF World Championships in London last night. In the women's 1,500-meter, Casta Semenya took bronze in an interesting and highly tactical race. Semenya, who came third in a time of 4 minutes, 02.90 seconds, said she knows where she made a mistake and is happy with her performance. Meanwhile, the gold medal went to Faith Kipiogon of Kenya, who showed a lot of delight and relief after the race. Keep you going, the 2016 Rio Olympic champion won the race with a time of 4 minutes, 0.2.59 seconds and is happy with her performance. In rugby news, South African Rugby Union Saru CEO Juri Ru believes that the organization is on the up financially and things will be stable and profitable in a year and a half after securing yet another sponsorship for the Springboks. First National Bank FNB is the latest company to sign a three year deal with SARU and their logo will appear on the back of the Springbok jersey. Rue says there could be two more sponsors announced before the Springboks kick off their Castle Laga Rugby Championship campaign against Argentina in Port Elizabeth, South Africa's Eastern Cape Province next week.
7: You're obviously, sleeping a little bit better at the moment. Uh, if you uh, you know if you take us like 18 months from now, it was a you know it was a, a pretty hectic ride. Uh, we're not out of the trouble yet. I, I keep on telling everybody. As the Springbok team is not completely out of trouble, and uh, they'll still lose some games, but they'll they'll perform. It's the same for South African rugby. You know, I think it'll take us probably another 18 months to get out of the financial situations that we got into because of last year. But sleeping a lot easier given the fact that there's some financial support and. Uh, to think about the Spring Box is actually about one or two um, rights that are still available that will sell and uh, hopefully making an announcement in the next seven days uh, we hope before the next test actually in terms of, of those properties so yeah definitely on the app.
0: Rue says he's pleased and excited by the pronouncement of the upcoming Pro 14 competition which will see the Cheetahs and Southern Kings play against European teams. And on to netball news, the Western Cape got their title defence off to a winning start, beating Mpumalanga in a dominating performance at the Hoi Park Sports Complex in Deben this yesterday afternoon. It was a slow start for Anneli, Lucas's young team in the first quarter, but they managed to settle in the match and beat their opponents 58-17. Coach Lucas attributed the slow start to nerves. I
8: think it's just, you know, it's the first round, first game, and it's, I think, it's nerves for some of the players but for the others it's just getting the rhythm mm. and um, when we got the combinations right testing different players on different positions mm. um, we gradually got control of the game and and you know just um, from there we we did great
0: disappointed Mpumalanga head coach Marlee Nell has spoken of the fact that her team did not get enough practicing time ahead of the championship as a contributing factor.
11: Um, it, was, it didn't really go against my plan. Unfortunately, we didn't have a lot of practicing time before uh, the championships, but um, I had to work on a little bit of nicks and tucks and just get a feel on where to play the players and so on. Uh, but actually, yeah, there was a lot of balls lost, unnecessary shots didn't fall, uh, because the balls came a lot to our shots, our shooters, but unfortunately balls just didn't, didn't go through the net.
0: That's the Sport News of this hour. Africa, rise and shine. Africa, so
1: Africa, amuka, nana, 8.55 Central African Time Let us recap our top stories Voting gets underway in Kenya A South African president faces no confidence vote this afternoon In economics Botswana's Debswana to reopen its Dhamta diamond mine And in sports Kenya's Faith Kibiakan wins gold at the World Championships and that wraps up Africa Rise and Shine for today from myself, Spumalele Zondi, producers, Apumotora Makata and Jane Rabotata, technical producer Mario Edwards and the rest of the team. Thank you very much for listening. You can send us your WhatsApp messages on plus Plus 2776-300-3327. Seven, seven, three, three, SMS plus 27796-957-930. Email info at channelafrica.co.za. Tweet Rise Shine Africa or Channel Africa 1. We leave you with a Techno's uh, Pana. Bye-bye.
15: my mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I said, I could go touch you, yeah, we could drive around if I might push you, baby, bana, they say we like you, I like, I, I get you around, like baby, bana, Anyway does it go, I could follow you the goal, baby, bana, they say we like cassava, I get to pick cassava, baby, yeah, baby, bana, my love for you, you never die, you never die, uh, if I, ever Baby viva, baby you too sweet, too I uh, baby dancing to the lagba cha, make take you mm-hmm. to so Papua la. Viva, oh baby viva, baby you too sweet, too I My baby dancing to the lagba oh make I take you to Papua la. Say love is a beautiful thing, Can you dey cool my temper. Love is a wonderful tender feeling you dey give me. Baby, baby, dance. The in your eyes <laughs> they give me life. Oh, oh, give the love, the dance. what you say for the sake of love, the I said I go go talk to yeah. We go drive around before for my Porsche. Baby Bana They say like you all I you you hang Baby Bana Anywhere that you go I can follow you to go Baby Bana They say he like cassava I get to be cassava Baby Bana My love for you We we'll never die You we'll never die uh. Viva, baby baby, viva. maybe you too sweet i baby, dance it do the i take you too sweet i baby, dance it do the i take to see i i i I'm a woman crush you One young <laughs> man, one young man You see, <laughs> in a know I'm a baby, see you Maybe me no go let you go let you I will hold your control over uh, For your sake I go kill you short sure. yeah, Show you love that you never seen me But For like not give me love oh. now You the de- catching my shot oh. I say go go touch you. go drive around before my Porsche. Baby, pana, I say like you are I got you Baby, pana, you go, I follow you to go. Baby, I say like I get to pick a Baby, pana, I from